Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You see, that's the first thing we should address, right? The reason why the national language is Malay, like... We took their land, dude. Like, so we gotta give them some respect, right? <laughs> Place of respect that we should never change. I feel like I'm already scared. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm your host Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut. And I'm Don, actually budget babe. Today, as usual, we have dethroned Eric because he's not here. <laughs> but instead, we've gotten someone very interesting and with a lot of controversial opinions. He is Sheikh Amr, that property guy. Yeah, yeah. Sheikh, not that interesting anymore because he's coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a different segment. This is a different segment, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Today, it... today is uh, not about property. That's why I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah enough. But somehow, I'll find a way to spin it. Don't nah, please say, please control, please control. I mean, you are that property guy, but The please. topic today has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with property. It's nothing to do with, nothing to do with property. But okay, maybe it will somehow, right? Yeah. But today, we want to focus on this idea of bilingualism, right? The question is, is bilingualism a must? Right, because I think um, as we are refreshing the social compact, right? There's a lot of discussion around language and you know building a cohesive society. Mm-hmm. And recently in Parliament, there was a question, right? Posed to who? Who, who was it posed to? Josephine Teo. <laughs> okay, okay. Posed to to Miss Josephine Teo about like, uh, do you think we should set English tests for new migrants? Is that a is that the question? Something along those lines. Right? Yes, uh, yes. Those are newer citizens or those applying for PR. Mm-hmm. Should we have an English proficiency should we have test? Have English proficiency test which is the basic requirement for a lot of other countries mm. you know like uh, Canada UK they all make sure that you can understand English right there's mm. a basic <laughs> test or you have something of relevance like mm. of similar certification like Cambridge uh, then you don't have to do the English test so what, what was her reply uh? <laughs> why, why you must ask me <laughs> <laughs> why, was, why did I have to be the one? He copied. He, he <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the MP. Uh, yeah. what, what happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, something along the lines of every day she's on the ground and she feels that there are a lot of people who can't speak a word of English but are very well integrated into uh, our Singapore society, mm. which I think it's, uh, on my opinion, as a minority, very unfair considering like there are so many situations where I'm trying to order something, I'm trying to buy a certain thing and I'm talking to that person and the person doesn't understand a word of English. They want to get like maybe a possibly a rubbish bag from this like shop and this guy 
doesn't understand what I'm asking him, you know. So I gotta wait for the, the Chinese person, the kind person to hey, can you help me translate? translate? <laughs> hey, can you help me say it to this guy? So I mean, if we are pushing for like things like forward Singapore and multiracial, and we want to, we are in a very scary situation already. Like we are in a space where now in TikTok, everybody's very sensitive about everything. Right? In what, like, what, like sensitive about what? Okay, everybody's very tense. We are in a space where no longer does anyone, okay, number one, care about the, what's the place we go to protest? Huh? Hongling Park. Hong Hong Park. Park. <laughs> Hongling Park is just a symbol now. Anything you want to say, you can blow it up on social media. Yeah. So a lot of information, a lot of things that that are causing a lot of tension are now easily accessible. These topics are easily accessible to the large majority of Singapore. So in this kind of situation, what we can understand is that like, we have to be very careful about how we progress as a country. Mm. I think that's the issue here is that how do we not allow this kind of tension to happen? And one of the ways is to make sure that people are well integrated, like, you know, because these are the kind of things that can get people very upset very quickly. Mm. But maybe she's talking about the old uncle downstairs. Eh? Yeah, but the old uncle mm. also bilingual. Shout out to you, eh? old uncle. You know, like, <laughs> would he be listening to I mean, last time, o- o- a lot uncle. of angry old uncle in our comment feed. <laughs> Have you not seen those? Right, the SRS video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even the old uncle is bilingual. Lah. He understands Malay at least, you know? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the localized ones. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but mm-hmm. what, what I'm referring today is like the 30, 40-year-old newer citizens. Clearly, you're not a Singaporean by by birth. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're not a Singaporean by birth. You clearly you come from another country. And a Malaysian PR also would definitely understand uh English. Malaysian PR trilingual. Yeah, basic, trilingual. basic is trilingual. Everything can. You know? <laughs> Everything can. Yeah. So for my people like my mom and all that who are in their 60s, very fluent in English. So why is it that a similar person of the majority race can live her entire life in Singapore not having to speak a word of English and not be affected? Like her quality of life is not affected. Mm. Okay. So then is bilingualism a must? Is it a, a factor of success? Are we talking about it as like, if you're bilingual, you are successful? Or are we talking about it from an angle of like, it's part of the social fabric, like like you must have law, like it's a basic. Is it like basic or is it like important? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's more of like social integration. Like it has to be a compulsory factor when you want to bring someone in as a citizen mm. for social integration so that everybody can have quality of life you know by your contribution to this country in that sense if you come into this country you got to contribute the very least be able to speak to everyone i get where you're coming from so it's like the working language in singapore mm. there must be one working language that ties everyone together yes. which is english yes. but how the national language is Malay. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people yeah. even know? I'm a Singaporean, I cannot speak Malay. How many people? Oh, okay. I have reached a level where I can order food. Right? So <laughs> I'm quite proud about it. Like when the machik behind talk to us, like, okay, I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right, so I, I feel proud about it. But anyway, that's a different yeah. That's a different yeah. story. And you get a discount. Yeah, so that's yeah, quite yeah, good yeah. as well. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully yeah. I get a discount, right? <laughs> or, or get more portion, right? Yeah. yeah right. Every Singaporean knows this. If you want to order nasi padang at a discount, you got to speak in Malay. You go try yeah. to say, I want one rendang, gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll be like, like $4. Yeah, the auntie be like, sayang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to flip. You got to flip. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to start. 
start. You got to start, right? But okay, okay. So I, th- I think another anchor that we need to clarify is, uh, is all bilingualism the same? Or is there one standard combo which is English and Mandarin? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, because sometimes like like we say mixed race or mixed something, like what is considered mixed, right? Like, it's like same with this idea of bilingualism. Like what is considered bilingual in Singapore society? I think the difficulty comes about because our national language is Malay. But the majority working language is English. But yet at the same time, for a lot of the older generations who aren't that uh, who didn't grow up being educated in English speaking schools, they have been speaking and operating in Chinese or Mandarin and it has worked. Or in their ethnic language, lah. Yeah, correct. Right. So it's because of this tussle between the different generations and groups and yet what the national language is. That's why it's so difficult to accept and that, that's why that, all that furor is happening, right? Mm. That why should they have to take a language? That, I mean, mm. if you ask an outsider, should you have to take an English proficiency test for a country where the national declared language is Malay? Mm. It makes no sense. Uh, right? You see, you see that, that's the first thing we should address, right? The reason why the national language is Malay, like, we took their land, dude. Like, so we got to give them some respect, right? Uh, I think that's where we are at. It's like we come in here, we as migrants from the British uh, and, you know, clearly, clearly, yeah, we, we took their land. So I think that is a symbolism, is a place of respect that we should never change. Yeah. I feel like I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying. But yeah, so like on that topic, I think we need to first educate on why the national language is Malay. Mm. It's it's essentially because we take the land. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we gotta respect that, but that doesn't mean that we should be forced to speak that language. No, and I I don't think we are forced. That's the thing. I I feel like I feel like firstly, people don't even think that the national language is Malay. As much as, mm, as much yeah, as much as it is enshrined, right? That that our military command, our national anthem, you know, all this is mm. in Bahasa, but no one realized that, you know, or like it's not it's not a conscious thing. Like hey, yeah. our national language is Malay. Yeah. No, it's not, right? So so I think we can we can on, on that level we can push that away mm. in in a in the sense of like, okay, it's a it's a fun fact, but I don't think I don't think it really affects people's mind. Mm. It's more like we assume that English is the, you know, uh, operation, right? It's the, it's the language operation. Yep. Like, we operate in the language. And then there's that plus something, yep. right? So, it can be plus Mandarin, plus Tamil, plus, you know, uh, Bahasa, or, or plus whatever, lah, right? Yep. So, so does it make a difference that you are plus different thing? You know, like, like is Mandarin superior? Yes. Coming from the property standpoint as an agent, uh, the amount of times I've received received this remark and it frustrates me so often because it's very uh, there's an undertone of racism to it is that uh, you should learn Mandarin very good you can do better you know like it's easy to say when you are of Mandarin speaking background right mm. you can say that but if you say it to a minority it's a little like a low blow you know no, but like, shit, is it a matter of fact in that sense right in the sense that what what the guy say is, you know, you, you should learn Mandarin. You will do better. Yeah. And and the, the interesting part is on some level, it is a matter of fact. And that is the more, I think that's the bigger qualm over there. I think the issue here is why is it a matter of fact? Mm. Why is it that we in a multiracial, multilingual society, mm. is it ling- it's multilingual? Multilinguistic, yeah. 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 Multilingual society, why is it we are forced to learn 
one specific language to benefit more. That Wait, okay. So I ask you, right? If let's say today I speak Tamil, mm. like nan, nain, karadi, kira, no right? benefit yeah. to you. Ratri and I know, I know. Okay, so it's like if today I speak Tamil, yeah. does it not give me benefit in? Not much because most Indians will be able to understand English if they want to no, survive but it, in but Singapore. No, it, not about surviving, but does it not give you a few good like? I guess you can connect you with them. The yeah. effort better. to learn their yeah. language. It'll feel right. good. It'll because feel all the politicians try to do that. Wa. Everybody <laughs> opening speech, they only know that two words only. Right? Uh, everybody also try to do that, right? So, so on some level, we cannot deny that it feel good, right? And if you feel good, then does it... Like, like even in the Chinese community, like if you can speak a bit of Teochew with the auntie, right? Mm. Or like Hokkien with the uncle. Mm. You know, it also like add points, you know? Mm. So on some level it does help you do better and I don't see why it's a... You, you know what I mean? Like, I think we like look at language as a communication yeah, tool, right? Yeah. The more languages you can speak, mm. the more channels of communication you open up. Yeah. The more markets, the more audiences you yeah. open up. Hence, mm. it is definitely beneficial. Mm. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. Like, on a practical note, I think it is a, a matter of fact Right mm. and and I understand like the ideal world that we want to move towards, right? Which is which is great. I think that's we are aligned on that trying to move towards there, right? But the reality is, I I find it so hard to ask people to like forget your racial background, you know, like mm. like forget where you come from, and by extension means uh, no matter what people do to try to like, you know, cuddle up to you a little bit, you yeah, know, to make you feel like hey, you know, I know you, uh, does doesn't add points because that runs counter to human in, in, in at least in my understanding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the the situation comes from the from the viewpoint of someone has to learn Mandarin to excel in Singapore. You mm. you understand? I know, I know what mm. you're saying. Right? You're saying. don't have mm. to. It's not. It's a choice. You could make do with life. You could live life com- comfortably without ever learning to speak a word of Mandarin. But if you want to do really well in business in sales. You got to learn Mandarin. Okay, but to be so, fair, if we look at it from a numbers perspective, it makes yeah. sense, right? Because when you are able to communicate with a majority or more people who's in, because you are speaking that language, you're mm-hmm. opening up that avenue, that opportunity yeah. for yourself. It's the same logic as when I was studying in the US and I couldn't speak Mexican. Yeah. But when I started to learn how to speak their language, Spanish, I could, right? Yeah, mm. Spanish. I could then go to, when I went for my Mexico trip, I could then communicate with a bit more locals compared to where I was in the mm. earlier stage when I had first mm. arrived. So, yeah. but it just happens that, you know, and that's because the state I was in, mm-hmm. they were very close to Mexico. Yeah. So I had to learn that language and have, it's not really, I don't really see it as a racism thing, but I mm-hmm. think it's just, look at where the numbers are bigger and hence you ask yourself, if you want to get, yeah. you want to be part of that market, that opportunity, communicate with this audience, then you just need to learn how to speak their language. Th- that's the fair point, you see, but here is where we, things get a little bit complicated. One is that, and we're not cornering you. Uh, just no, 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 no. <laughs> like, see, it's very interesting because that is the US, right? Mm. But this is Singapore where it's a multiracial society. But so, even though it's multiracial, we all know the fact is that there are certain races that are more correct. in numbers. Ma. That yeah. is true. So, but we want to identify as a multiracial society. So, hence, the way forward should be the one language that everybody can speak. Now, where Pritam mm. is coming from is the fact that this is not being 
um, this not being enforced, right? Mm -hmm. So we are reaching a situation where more and more younger, newer citizens that are being given the citizenship or the PR come here, open up businesses and not be able to speak a word of English. We can accept the older the generation. Already. It's yeah. a disconnect because you say one thing, multiracial, yeah. but you practice another thing. Hello? That's the disconnect, right? And Got it. I can we can accept the older generation, the auntie and uncle, you know, at the market. They can speak Malay and they can speak basic English. But what happens when you see an entire signboard? Okay, for a as a Muslim, this doesn't affect me, but Hindus who can eat non-halal food could walk into a, a food court and look at an entire entire signboard that's completely in Mandarin. Absolutely not a word of English on it. And just price point. And you gotta like decide from photos what do you want. Mm. In a multiracial, multilingual society, how is that allowed still? Okay, but but we must be clear that there's a difference between like racism and like racial sensitivity or like racial awareness. Right? In a sense that in a sense that like we are vividly clear, you know, that uh, there's a lot of Chinese people. Mm -hmm. You know, we are also vividly clear that some Chinese restaurants, they just want to serve Chinese people, right? Like that, yeah. is, that is their option, you know, but are they, are they being racist, right? Because the, 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 the anchor of racism, the, the anchor of racism is when your, your choice is solely dependent on race, right? It's mm -hmm. like whether I hire you or whether I work with you is because shake, you are Indian, that's it. Ah. Right? And not, and not like there is a, racial awareness to to it you know it's like it's like when i'm in malaysia right mm. like like i also need to pick up malay right because yeah. because that is the that is yes. the predominant group there like yes. if i if i don't i can i can live in bangsa lah, like yes. in the f enclave in hatamas right yeah all the expat down there you know like early morning beverly hills like that right i can you know but but if i want to integrate mm -hmm. with the local culture with the local community should i not Pick it up, you know what I mean? Like, like it, should I not try to be multilingual in that sense? Correct. Right? And, and, and I and think... I guess the question here now is that a lot of it now is being left up to individual choice. Yes. Mm. And it, so the individual gets to decide, like in your case, whether you want to learn that particular language, that working language, in which case mm. Singapore will use English. But your hope as a minority race is that you would want it to be enforced mm. more so that... Singapore can then truly live up to its reputation of being multiracial yeah. instead of letting the individual decide, you know what, I'm going to come into a multiracial society but I don't want to speak the language. Yeah. Is like, it? To, to me, it's, that, that's how we can enhance the, the social integration, the multiracial of, and the whole fact that we are as a multiracial country, we are able to progress as one. One of the easiest ways to do it is to enforce one language. Mm. the universal language of the world which is English right which is what every country everyone speaks even in uh, countries like Germany right even in Germany everyone speaks German over there but yet the signboards are still in English right you still see like the word there there is a English translation below in Malaysia as well then to go so far Malaysia as well English word below here got no translation man. Here is Singapore, lah. I mean, here is Singapore, yeah, Here yeah. is uh English. Is like the actual. Oh, okay. So like, we, we don't yeah. have okay, another we don't language. Right? We don't put Malay, okay, la, okay, okay. Right. So okay, la, This is the MRT have, lah. They try yeah, to do a bit. That's why yeah. very long. The whole announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, could have been one line. Become like two pages, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's like what we do with the MRT is what we should do with like a lot of other parts of Singapore, like things like food signs and things like enforcing proficiency tests in mm. 
uh, for newer citizens. Because what will happen when we do not do that is that if we just leave it, then we start to see a large majority of newer citizens coming in, not being integrated, continuing to speak only one language. Then how do we as a as Singaporeans, right, me and you, like, how do we integrate into that situation, especially for the minorities, right? Mm. From how a communication we... standpoint, I can agree, especially, I think, because we cannot run away from the fact that, you know, the birth rate is going down. <laughs> so the government has little to no choice but mm. to import foreigners yeah. into import. our country, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah I can but, see but, where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> we need them to have a certain, like, we need them to be tied to us at least by having a common language because that way then we also kind of reduce reduce the tensions, reduce miscommunications, because at least you have something mm. in common. Like, you try to talk Chinese versus you try to talk Malay only or Tamil, uh, it's very hard to communicate. Yeah. Right? And the, the tonalities and everything will also differ so much. But if you learn to speak each other's language or at least one common language that ties all of you together, right. then a lot of issues can potentially be resolved easier. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Wait, so so when, what I'm hearing here is that this is like a social basic, you know, like basic yeah. key like that. You know, that, and, that, and that even if you put in the extra effort, like let's say if you put in the extra effort, maybe you're listening now, you're still in school, which I don't think so, or you maybe you grew up in school and you only monolingual, like English only, and then now you're thinking like, should I take night class, double down, download mm. Duolingo or whatever, and learn another language? Is it not a factor of like stronger success? Like, like you know, you know, it because is. now it feels like the the discussion is like, oh, okay, that's basic, right? Mm. If you cannot do multilingual, then why are you here, right? Mm-hmm. How, how are you gonna live here? But mm. but is it gonna set you apart? The very fact that you are bilingual. Mm. Oh, you know, like actually bilingual, not like half fuck both sides, and then like you're not trying to act like you you bilingual, you know, like you know what I'm definitely, saying, right? Because yeah, it's like, definitely, uh, I mean, learning more languages has always been the one of the benchmarks of personal development, right? Mm. Improving yourself, and you definitely are going to benefit from every language that you learn and you are more proficient with. So I think the issue here today is the more of on a social level, like what you mentioned. Mm. 
And like to add to her point, it's this is something that not only minorities suffer, you know, like based on what she said. And really, like I know of Chinese friends that I have that struggle with this because they don't speak the language that well themselves. You know, their they, Mandarin they is also of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, they only learned it in school. They did it. They learned it to pass the O levels, and that's it. You know, some of them even take the syllabus B. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So, don't say you do Mandarin if you do syllabus B. Uh, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. So they struggle. Like I've seen them struggle. I'm like you're the most useless Chinese friend I have. Like what's the point of having you? <laughs> you also cannot communicate with like cuckoo birds. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I could rely on you. Say, yeah. right, but you horrible. <laughs> My mother say go make friends in Chinese. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, what's going on? Right, yeah. Yes, this is something that uh, younger generations who are not really very strong in their culture and their language are also going to not benefit from. It's going to be at a disadvantage for them. So Mandarin is not an easy language that you can pick up. Like, mm-hmm. like, like Bahasa. No? Like Malay is very easy. Most people can speak basic Malay or they would understand what the person is saying and they can reply back in English. But with Mandarin, it's really tough. You know, so isn't Tamil very hard also? Tamil is insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm still sending my kids to to learn Tamil instead of their mother tongue because culture. Mm. You know, you gotta have a little bit of culture in the house. So, like, at least we lock them in with the language over there. Thankfully, my wife is Malay, right? So it's easy for them to pick up that language as well. Mm. But to put them through Mandarin in school, I think the hard part is they don't have a space to practice it at home. Mm. then it becomes a bit tough. Like you can maybe speak to your grandma or your mom and your family, but when they come home, bro, I look at their homework so I don't know how to teach them. <laughs> That's the tuition. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that is the issue. But yes, I do agree if you do it. Like if they are able to learn Mandarin, they would definitely do well mm. in business, in career. I know how often we see, uh, till today, we see like, uh, job applications on everywhere you know they say Mandarin speaking only so how's that like you know yeah. it's, it's really it's really tough right like like the job is accounting why you need to talk because, because they are Chinese stakeholders Chinese clients are. I understand the idea of like multiracialism mm. and I don't think we're in a dispute right but if China continues to grow which looks like it will happen yeah. then this also increasingly becomes this is a global pressure now you know it's like it's like all the half fuck Chinese people now trying to do Chinese also you know like yeah. <laughs> They, they also try to brush up. They be like, hey, Lama, what's so slow? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, but so, have so, you spoken to an Alibaba supplier before? You mean like the, like the AliExpress style? Oh. Okay, please go. They speak brilliant English. Eh? Yeah, that's true too. I wouldn't know that. I communicate with them in Chinese. Ching, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is ching, ching, ching. Yeah, you, you get a WeChat and they're talking to you in perfect English. I have an Alibaba supplier. Her name uh-huh. is Doris. Uh-huh. Amazing no, I English. Think, I think that's because you get exposed to Alibaba suppliers who also does business with mm. the American market. American market, yeah. yeah. So they have to be good at English in order to crack that market. But yeah. maybe the ones that I speak with uh, are the ones who only serve the China market. Yes. Hence, they don't speak Which English. Which is our 1688, right? So like that's the local suppliers. Those are the ones that uh, deal with only people who speak uh, Mandarin and also within their local market. Mm. Yeah. But you see, like the context is really if you want to that should be the direction right like if you want to expand to the world and you want to grow as a country in the world you got to learn the world's language mm. i think we also might differentiate the fact that the alibaba suppliers who can speak english their prices are higher yeah. than the alibaba suppliers yes. who speak chinese of course, of so course. it's also yeah, which market even. 
Yeah, yeah, which market you want to play with. If you want to play in the English market, the Chinese market, you just got to learn that language, got to speak that language. You want to learn in, you want to play in a different market, then you go where the the language communication mm. is. Mm. Yeah, but it's just whichever your choice, there will, I, I believe there will always be a market for it. Mm. It's just how big the market is and whether you're satisfied with that size or you want to go even bigger. Yeah. Mm. So do you think then you are penalized if you only do English in Singapore? That means you're monolingual. You still cannot, right? The schools require you to be bilingual. You yeah. still have to pick up I mean, now got CLB, MLB, all those BBB, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you pass, pass Kennedy, la, okay, la, I let you go. La. I don't I don't. You know what I mean? Like, like the, do you get penalized if you're monolingual? Because there was a period of time, right, that I felt inferior that I'm, I'm multilingual. <laughs> really? Serious? Because I grew up in a Chinese school mm. and then I went to a more Angmo school. Everybody speaks English. I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah. I think it benefits you but we exaggerate that benefit. Like, I do believe that you don't need to speak Mandarin to do extremely well in Singapore. You don't have to speak Mandarin to do extremely well. It can be frustrating if you don't. It would improve your quality of life. It will improve your business a little bit, but there are so many people who can't speak a word of Mandarin mm. who do extremely well in business. Mm. You know, and like I personally have served so many PRC clients. I have no idea why PRC love Indians. Like it's so strange. They come to Singapore to to buy a uh, buy a house, right? And they go for an Indian speaking person, and they can barely speak a word of English. They don't trust the Chinese people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But like I get so many PRC clients, and some of them I have to use Google Translate to talk to them. Mm. So, um, but it that it really is like. I, I would like that message to be out like that you are f- you have the freedom to be monolingual if you want to be mm. don't don't make it live your life a little bit with like don't have the anxiety that you gotta go pick up another language to survive you mm. know mm. like if a minority is listening out there yeah. mm. you can live your life normal, happily you know you can be successful without it but it's also not universal right like we are assuming that the monolingual that they know is English right yeah if the minority only does like Malay yeah, then you have an issue. We're like, you're gonna struggle yeah. so bad, right? In so, this in this society, yeah. right? So yeah, that's the frustration. Uh, that's where the anger comes from, right? Oh. The anger comes from the fact that I can't live my life knowing only my cultural language, but you can. The privilege is what we are uh, we are upset over. So sorry to no no no. I, but that's because the their forest houses yeah. bring money into Singapore, right? The whole anger comes about because you know Singapore wants to court this foreign talent. Mm-hmm. Then their foreign spouse or partner comes in, and that's the one who doesn't know how to speak English. This main person does. Yeah, they a lot tag that. along, a lot so the second one also gets to benefit and there's can live and get integrated, but actually don't know English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but actually, the what people miss is that that's because Singapore wants. The, that partner skill or yeah, money yeah. capital something that that person brings to the table just a spouse is a plus one mm. no no it's not only that you see uh, if today I were to snap a finger for example and you suddenly don't remember a word of English how much of your life would change to survive to survive talk about survival level uh, we don't talk about quality of life just survival level how much of your life would change in Singapore if you suddenly couldn't speak a word of English the biggest change now is when you drive on the roads, can you actually understand the exits are yeah, going well? Yeah. You can. You drive in other countries, you don't know what the hell the word, the, sign, the signboard is saying, you still can find your way. No, but in Singapore, if let's say I don't know, I don't remember English anymore, and I don't remember that Topayo is Topayo, 
Then how will I see the word Topaya? I know that's my home. Okay, now we are playing on the technicality. Right? Let's just say okay, you have Google right. Maps, you yeah, have yeah. you could follow the yeah, blue yeah. line. So all, all, okay. all that, uh, all that <laughs> are, fair, uh, fair, fair technology, uh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, survivability level. Like today you go to the sh- you you want to buy food. Do you have an issue? Yeah, now that you've given the answer, we can just use Google Translate for everything, uh, right? Yeah. But I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. You're trying to see that perspective that you there are other avenues. But you see, here's the difference. Like for me, the the bottom line is that you can survive. Ninety percent of like the shops outside, you can buy and you can order in Mandarin. For me, if I can only speak Tamil, how the hell do I survive? Have you see, seen how frantic and how happy? If you ever had the opportunity to walk around with me one day and if you see a foreign worker, right, lost and asking for direction, he's just frantic looking for a brown face so that he can speak in Tamil and ask me where the directions are. Because there's nobody who would ever be able to communicate with him to tell him where he's going to go because he doesn't know how to speak any other language besides his Tamil. So you don't, you rarely see that with a person who can only speak Mandarin could happily walk up to the majority race. Like you said, you guys are everywhere, right? It is just by numbers you guys win. It is that luxury that you have, that we don't have, that we want enforced so the future generation doesn't have to feel that we are suffering. Mm. And so the enforcement manifests in the idea that you must take language tests when you want to be a Yeah, la, basic okay, uh, minimum. Okay. You know, it's a very like basic, uh, just learn English if you want to come here. You know, don't, don't make it harder for us. Don't I can open kind up of see where you're coming from I, I, yeah, because I get the idea. this yeah. is yeah. what the current situation is and it's already frustrating enough so you don't want this to be carried yes, on you don't exactly. want the next generation your children exactly. to have to go through the same thing because exactly. especially if they continue to import numbers that are not 100%, the minority yes. races this divide will become bigger mm, yeah. right so the frustrations yeah. will only grow so yeah. in order to stem it before it escalates yeah. Yes. let's set in place operational language English takes an English yeah. proficiency test that way everyone is better off yeah mm. even even the the, the Singaporean point, right? like mother who can't speak a word of English you know she's in her 40s 50s right now you know she's a bit a, a bit uh, she didn't really pick up the English language very well enough to teach her child she as a Singaporean mother has to go and find tuition in, English tuition for her kid and force that person to learn so that the kid does well and is integrated into society. But yet, we see imported people coming in and they are not imported citizens coming in and they have the privilege to not even speak mm. the language. Mm. How is that fair to us as a Singaporean? Majority or minority? Yeah, yeah. Right? Fair, fair. I agree. My, 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 my bigger concern is my leave become a scripture. <laughs> 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 announcement wow so many <laughs> Vietnamese Thai everything that's like hey, enough right. say enough right. but okay, yeah. okay. Well, this has been a very interesting discussion I mean yeah. seeing from the different point it's of so view interesting, yeah. now it, yeah. it almost makes me question then why doesn't the government just Let's make do this. Yeah, make just do it. Where do we go, man? Yeah. yeah. Like, very difficult, man. Just do the Are we over-templifying? No, is, yeah. it, is it gonna... I think the idea is, is it gonna turn off people from coming in? Ex- and, and if it so, really then is. what's so bad about it? Is that the idea? Mm. And, yeah, that's the thing. So Singapore is on a very uh, revenue, very 
on a on a business level, they are pushing it for debt, right? Mm. It's all about the money. It's about a dollar and cents of why we need to import for our economy, our economy. But I think the generation now, especially if you see on places like TikTok, social media, the, the Gen Zs, the people who are age 21, 25, they care very little about the economy. They care a lot about lifestyle, social integration. They care more about the people. What we see like, you know, in places like Australia, you know, these things like four-day work week matters more to us. Family time matters more to us. So it's no longer about the generation that cared a lot about the economy, a lot about building businesses and growing. They are slowly, you know, we are aging population. They are still the majority, but it's shifting. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the vibes are shifting. The people and what makes them happy, their idea of happiness has completely changed. Mm-hmm like compared to to the past, right? So these things matter more to us. Whether or not the person is able to have, to be able to understand me, that matters more. My lifestyle in Singapore matters more than whether or not the economy does well. They, they don't really care about the economy that much. They, they would live in a life... Today, if you tell somebody property price, HDB remain flat for the rest of eternity. Happy. Mm. I would prefer that rather than it goes up to 800k. See how I turned it into property again. Yeah, you see lah. Well, lah, tak boleh tahan. Cannot, 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 cannot. But, but I get it. Faster, turn back, turn back. Let's go somewhere else. I get it, I get it. I think, I think the world will shift. And I mean, yeah. I've been talking about it, right? Essentially, your two main source of power is your vote and your money, right? Yeah. So, so um, as the young people come into the fray and become the a big serious voting block, then, you know, the, the thoughts and the narrative will shift also, right? So after listening to all this, I, I thought it was very interesting, but after listening to all the different angles, right? So do you think it's a must to be bilingual in Singapore? Right now, yes. Yeah. If you can learn With Mandarin, English then. being one of the... Yes, yes. So it's not two. all... We, we established that not all bilingual is the same, right? Like mm. if you know Tamil and Malay, it's actually not that strong. You are bilingual. Yeah. But yeah. The, the strength... You could have no lingual. <laughs> <laughs> you could have no lingual. If you learn Tamil and Malay, you are shorter and a stick. Please go and learn English. But at least English plus one more. Plus one more. And the reality is still, if there is Mandarin in your one more, it's better. It's better for you. Okay. It is a reality. Based on numbers, not based on race. Yeah, yeah. Based on number. And I want us to be clear that being racially aware of what is around us, you know, what is the permutation around us, what is the reality around us, and being subjected to racist reality or racist reaction is different, mm. right? Where, you know, like, oh, I wore a shape because he Indian, that's it. No, right? It's a very different, mm. uh, different, I know it's a bit technical, you know, but, but we are all jostling for the space, mm. right? In trying to find, because the reality is, it is hard to live in a multiracial society, lah. Right, and we all want to make it work, right? And if we want to make it work, then we need at least one common language yeah, to tie us mark, together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and and a social narrative to tie us together, right? Thank you. Today's episode is not sponsored by. <laughs> 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 I feel like MSF should sponsor this, right? Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you. advocating that uh, a test of English should be applied before someone can be considered for permanent residency and citizenship? Is he advocating a position or he's merely asking a question?